Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer to help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code JOHN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, JOHN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, 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 what a night. John Middlecoff, three and out. How are we doing? 49ers somehow escape against the Packers. The Ravens dominate the second half against the Texans. And the two number one seeds... We'll host the AFC and NFC Championship game. We'll go through Baltimore. We'll go through Santa Clara. What a night. What a day. Yeah, man. You can't. This football is the greatest reality show because I don't know about you. I thought the Packers were going to win that game. 99% of it. And then they didn't. That's why we love football. That's why we love to gamble, too. Because if you had the Packers and the points, you win. If you had the Ravens and the points, 
You were furious at halftime, like myself, but somehow they pulled it out. Then the night ends, and you're just left scratching your head. Well, what a night. Yeah, so let's just let's dive into those games. You listen on Colin's feed, 3 and Out Podcast, go subscribe. YouTube channel, all of our content is up there on video. Thevolume.com, we got merch. And we're just going to keep rocking and rolling. We'll have more content out all week long. There is absolutely no stopping us. So playoffs are here. We're watching the games. We're talking about them because it's exciting. It doesn't get any better than this, does it? I mean, honestly, it really, you're on the edge of your seat for what? Six of the eight quarters a day. Six of the eight quarters. You could argue about six and a half of the eight quarters, which is all we can ask for. Hopefully we have a great Sunday, and uh, let's dive into some football. But first, last night my brother, he went to a concert, and he did it because of my friends and your friends and our friends and the official ticketing app of this podcast, Game Time. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to download the Game Time app. Just go to your smartphone, go to your iPad, type in Game Time, and download it. You can go to any game, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, college, pro, you name it, any concert, any comedy. You want to go to an event, use Game Time, download the app, and use the promo code JOHN, J-O-H-N, J-O-H-N, and get $20 off. I cannot recommend them enough. I've been using them for well over a year now. I swear by them. My family swears by them. My friends swear by them. And I know many people listening, because I see you guys in the DMs, swear by them as well. You want to go do something, get out of the house, game, concert, you name it, game time, promo code JOHN. I can't believe what I just witnessed. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been watching the 49ers coherently now uh, since I was a, uh, a young lad that I can remember since the early 90s. And I don't remember many big games where the majority of it, I thought, they're going to lose. They're losing this game. And for a large portion of it, they deserve to lose. You're like, well, listen, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, all these guys, Team of Destiny, seven seed. It was going to be one of the bigger upsets of the last 25 years. Only seven times has a double-digit underdog in the playoffs. One in this situation. I think there's been 25 different opportunities over the last, since 2000. So it's very rare. Some of them are very historic. Right, It's happened multiple times to the New York Giants. And it just felt like the 49ers are fucking, they're just bad. Kyle Shanahan's off. Brock Purdy's even worse. It's not their night. And that's the crazy part about football is like we talk about it all the time. The reason people want about to know about Nick Saban's process is because he wins. The only thing we really care about is winning, right? You can look terrible all night long. In Kyle Shanahan, I've watched every game and every snap that he's been the head coach of the 49ers. This is easily, given how much talent he has on the team, one of the worst games I've ever seen him coach. He comes out in a rainstorm when his quarterback, who is not a great weather player, thank God the guy doesn't play in the AFC, is wearing multiple gloves, and then the second or third series, he takes the glove off. The ball is flying all over the place. I think we all agree that Christian McCaffrey is one of the most talented running backs in NFL history. Like, he is a Hall of Fame talent. The 49ers dominated this season on the ground. Christian McCaffrey led the National Football League in rushing. He was clearly one of the best, you know, the quarterback is always going to win the MVP, and Lamar deserves it, but one of the best non-quarterbacks, and you could argue him and Tyreek, were the two best non-offensive players, skill guys, in the entire league. 
And it was like he came out the game like he's Cliff Kingsbury or Lincoln Riley spreading it out and throwing it all around. It's like, what are you doing, Kyle? And then Brock, who he literally is trusting to throw the ball. I mean, balls are flying all over the yard. I think Amy Trask is a pretty big fraud. Like, listen, she was the uh, CEO and president of a team that could not figure out a way to generate any money in one of the most lucrative areas in American history, the Bay Area, and they were running out of town. Like, she's a joke. But she made a pretty you know, bold comment about Brock Purdy relative to the other quarterbacks. I'm like, God, I mean, she's going to be doing a victory lap. And football sometimes comes down to the last drive. And it comes down to a situation where it's like, you either shit or you get off the pot. And Purdy, down three points after the backer kicker, I don't want to say missed a layup field goal, but missed a field goal that you got to make. And hits, I mean, one of the biggest passes, if not the biggest pass of his career to Brandon Ayuk. Hits another massive pass to Debo, I mean, Chris Conley. And then has an enormous run down by in the red zone. And ultimately is capped off with a Christian McCaffrey run, which leads them to winning the game. And I would say a lot of times in the regular season that winning can band-aid issues. And the 49ers clearly had issues. In the playoffs, though, it simply doesn't matter. Because all you have to do is make it to the next week. Now, big picture, we will find out over the next couple days, Debo Samuel's situation. Obviously, he hurt his shoulder during the season and missed several weeks. But listen, I I think the 49ers, they were losing this game. I mean, I've been watching the entire Kyle Shanahan era of the 49ers. And I'll be honest, I I didn't think they were winning this game for one second until that Christian McCaffrey run crossed the goal line. Not for one second. And literally, history tells us when they enter. Now, it was a little skewed because they entered the fourth quarter down a touchdown, but then they immediately make a field goal to make it four points. But Kyle Shanahan's never won a game when trailing, entering a fourth quarter by a touchdown. And he wins this game against clearly one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL, you could argue the hottest, and a team that is just, you know, humming on all cylinders. Like, the Packers are good. Like, that is a really good football team. And if I'm a Packer fan, I am so bullish toward the future. I don't even care about that last interception. My quarterback is a stud. He made plays all night long. I go, my quarterback can outplay that guy. My quarterback is more talented than that guy. Look at the talent you have around him. Your running back's a stud. I know my, my franchise drafts well. You guys are going to be fine. Uh, but I understand being hurt because you should have won that game. But that's football, right? This is not in a seven-game series. You'd be like, fuck, we're winning this series. We're better team. Uh, that's not the way this thing works. And somehow, Kyle Shanahan at the end of the first half put on a clinic how to embarrass yourself. You can't say all season long that not only do I believe in this quarterback, he should be an MVP, and then get into a situation with under a minute and multiple timeouts and just play conservatively in a 7-6 game. This is the playoffs. I saw Warren Sharp tweeting. He's done this countless times in these big spots. The irony is like, listen, Purdy was awful tonight. I don't even know what his numbers are. I don't have his box score up. Whatever his numbers are, he was worse. He could have thrown, it felt like, seven interceptions. Was awful. Objectively bad. And I would imagine when he speaks to the media, he will take responsibility and say, I was god-awful. I, I should have lost us this game. But in the playoffs, you have to believe in your quarterback. You have to. And, and in a weird way, Kyle was. He was refusing to give it to Christian McCaffrey. Arguably the offense. I mean, he won the offensive player of the year, but like, could've, guy could have won the MVP. He had 97 yards. 
Somehow this guy bet on him to have over 100 yards. Honestly, he should have had 150 yards. Give him the football. But the coach wouldn't, and then he gets to the spot. Then he won't throw it at the end of the half with a kicker who's a rookie who's missed a ton of big kicks. Then they settle for a 48-yard kick. It gets blocked. I mean, it's crazy. And listen, I think Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. And relative subtracting this game, Brock Purdy has had a good season. But both those guys in height were atrocious. I mean, atrocious. Purdy made up for it a little bit at the end of the game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, and I'm a supporter of Kyle, and I go to bat for him, and I I was tweeting up a storm in the first game when it looked like John Harbaugh might lose. I go, listen, Kyle has more than half the playoff wins of guys like McCarthy and Harbaugh who have 11. This is now Kyle's seventh playoff victory. I think he has three over the Green Bay Packers. Two of those are over Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love. Like, those are impressive victories. Uh, but geez, Louise, what a night. And Steve Wilkes out there, some of his defensive backs have no clue what's going on. I mean, Chase Young, I understand why they traded a third-round pick for him. He's awful. He's just not very good. So I, I do think from a big-picture standpoint, we need to take, take a step back. And listen, I'm a Niner guy. And reevaluate this team a little bit. And obviously, the Debo thing is massive. I mean, he's one of the most talented guys in the league. But this team has run defense deficiencies. And their quarterback, now, the Super Bowl would be in a dome. And next week is still at Levi's. But we saw today, like, it's not like they're playing in, in Arrowhead or in Baltimore or in Buffalo. Like, a little rain. Like, it's, it's 58 degrees and raining. And the guy can barely grip the ball. So it, it's a major question if we get weather next week. I don't care if they're playing Jared Goff. I don't care if they're playing Baker Mayfield. It is a question mark because this guy now has a big red flag on him. When there is rain, we got to be nervous. Now, ultimately, he found a way in the biggest moments, you know, to suck it up and to make plays, and, and that's what you get judged on in football. It's about the results. It is not about the process if the results don't equal wins. And he won the game when it mattered the most and he made some big plays. So I I think two things can be true. Awful game from Brock Purdy. No debating that. No debating that. I'll I'll be the first to tell you, like, doesn't get much worse. But big final drive. About 621, they get the ball back, down four points, leads them on a touchdown drive. Multiple big throws, one on third down. You could argue biggest throw of his career. Great catch by Brandon Ayuk, who had multiple big catches this game. Obviously had the one on a crossing route that was behind him. That even Greg Olson, you know, former tight end, is like, I don't think people understand. When you're running full speed and the ball is behind you and low, and you can keep your feet and make the catch, that's an incredible catch, bad throw. So Brandon Ayuk, who is a big-time talent, is a $20 million wide receiver, you know, I, they're going to have to figure that out this offseason. I don't know quite what they do, but uh, whether it's on the Niners or not, like someone's paying them. Incredible play multiple times tonight. And, uh, you know, the 49ers, I don't know, just pull this one out of their ass. And I, I understand if you're the Packer fan, man, that this one stinks. This one really, really stinks. And you've had now, I think, the year the Niners made the Super Bowl, they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game. That was the year that Jimmy, I think, threw it eight times. He had six completions, eight attempts. The Niners ran for like seven million yards, and they kicked the Packers' ass. That, that's one where you kind of tip your hat, whatever. A couple years later, they play Green Bay, and I, I thought Green Bay was going to win the Super Bowl. 
and they beat them in the freezing cold on a block punt, and Talanohu Funga picked it up in the end zone, and it was the difference in the game, and ultimately Robbie Gold hits a walk-off field goal. That's the worst loss I've ever seen. Because you had Aaron Rodgers in the peak of his powers, MVP, and the 49er team was not, like, not great. And the 49ers end up losing to the Rams in the next round. This is a game where, you know, the 49ers have been the clear top dog in the, you know, in the NFC all season long. They housed the Eagles. They housed the Cowboys. They earned the number one seed. And honestly, the Packers were kicking their ass. It, it was, what, what was the halftime score? Seven to six. But it did not feel like that. And then going in on that final drive, even when he missed the field goal, it's 21-17. It's like the Packers are in full control. It felt like they controlled the game the entire game. They had the quarterback, the coach. They were all off kilter. Their run game was unreal. Every time they needed a big run, Aaron Jones got it. I mean, Aaron Jones is a fantastic player. They showed the graphic today. He like, leads the league in rushing the last month. He, regardless of his stats, like when that guy is healthy, he's a top five running back in the NFL. Aaron Jones equals stud. The young wide receivers are awesome. Their quarterback made play after play after play. Their defense was just causing havoc. I mean, Joe Barry, who everyone thought was the village idiot, was doing a good job. And, and I listen, I, I put myself in your shoes. You had to be thinking, we're, we're, not, we're going to the NFC Championship game? We're going to the NFC Championship game with Jordan Love? And then all of a sudden, Purdy leads him on a drive, and it's over, and we just lose, and then he throws that pick to Dre Greenlaw, who somehow thinks he's Deion Sanders. It's like, hey, Dre, when you get an interception, it's okay to hit the ground. Just go down. So I feel for backer fans, because I, I think your team's good, and I think your coach is a stud. I think your quarterback's a stud. Like I, I'd leave that game thinking this. Well, we got a better quarterback than the 49ers. I, I know that, which is a problem, because... You know, you guys signed him to an $11 million contract. He's going to want that big one. Now, he's, you could argue, probably worthy of a lot of money. But he's going to get it. And he's going to get it. And do you, do you give him an extension this offseason? That loss, though, that hurts. That hurts. That's the, thing, that's the thing with football. You can have a great game. You can take it to a team. But when you get stopped in the red zone and are forced to kick field goals and don't, you know, turn those into touchdowns, it costs you. Because at one point, it felt like the game should have been 14-7, to right? But it was 7-6. to So you settle for field goals, and then it comes back to bite you because all of a sudden, your field goal kicker fucking leaves one left, you're screwed. And one drive ruins your season. But that's why we love this sport. That's what makes this the number one game in all of America. One game, it's all on the line. At any moment, you can be kicking someone's ass. One drive, you're out of the playoffs. Your season's over. I mean, it had to cross your mind if you're a Packer fan. Like, could we win the Super Bowl? Think about this. You're like, well, let's say Detroit wins. We've already beat them in Detroit. Couldn't we do that again? And then all of a sudden, just one game shot in a dome. We got one of the best offenses in the league right now. It had to cross your mind. Because if I was a Packer fan, it would have crossed my mind. It didn't cross my mind till right now because I, I, was, I was thinking from a 49er standpoint. But if I'm just in a Packers shoes right now, when they're thoroughly outplaying the 49ers, and at one point it felt like, I mean, at one point it was, it was 21-14. to The Packers had the ball. I'm like, they score here 28-14. This game's over. They'll go to Detroit. People are going to pick the Packers in that game. At least some people will. Let's say you win that game. I mean, are you the 07 Giants? <laughs> like, what? Is, is it the craziest thing we've ever seen? And then all of a sudden you look up, you've lost. 
it, it sucks. And I, I feel for you because I have a lot of respect for her tonight. You guys showed up to kick serious ass. You were aided by Kyle Shanahan in a shitty play calling, but fantastic effort by the Green Bay Packers. Fantastic season. I'm so bullish on that franchise. I have so much respect for that franchise. Trading Aaron Rodgers, transitioning to Jordan Love, finding all these sweet young players. Your coach is a baller. Uh, Obviously, the defensive coordinator is going to be a much-discussed topic over the next week. Do you fire him? Do you keep him? Has he done enough to keep his job? But regardless, I, I... I think this is a franchise, you know, on the come. So, so congrats to that, and somehow the 49ers pulled this off. Based on the first game, the Ravens, uh, at halftime, not going to lie, I got old tweets exposed because I had a lot of money on the Ravens, minus nine and a half. And D'Amico was kicking their ass. I mean, Lamar had 50 yards passing. He was blitzing them like every other play. They had no clue where guys were coming from. And you're just sitting there thinking, is this going to happen again to the Ravens? Are they going to lose in the, I mean, in their first round, in the second round, but as a home enormous favorite to a team that is not that talented and who is struggling to pass the ball? And then the answer was coming at half, no, they're not. Because Todd Munkin, it, you know, adjusted. They got Lamar on the edges. One thing they were doing in the first in the first half that I could not understand, it felt like they kept trying to take big shots. It's like, guys, just throw some wheel routes and some out routes and some slant routes. Get some easy passes to get some momentum for Lamar. What did they do in the second round? They got him on the edges on rushes, and they got some, I would just say, high percentage completions. And what did Lamar look like? I don't know. The MVP of the league. One of the things going into that game, why I love the Ravens, minus nine and a half, which was making me drive, driving me nuts at halftime, was like, the discrepancy of talent in this game is as wide as the Grand Canyon. Yet you're watching this game, and you're going, fuck it, D'Amico's taking it to him. And in the second half, they settled down, and even Lamar said, he started cussing people out at half, and they balled out, and they just took it to him, as they should have. Like, the talent discrepancy in that game was honestly nowhere near what we saw in the second game. Like, I watched the Packers, I go, I don't see that much of a talent gap. Like, all your offensive players are big time. I watched the Texans, like, besides C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins, they're missing multiple first-rounders on their offensive line. Their defense has been decimated by injuries over the years. And it's like, how is this close? And ultimately, it wasn't, because the Ravens strangled them, as they should have. And they ran the ball down their throat, and Lamar took off running the ball. And you get him in open spaces, it's off and running. But I do think you saw signs of if you can just contain Lamar, like, Part of what, he, what makes him unstoppable is when he can get these 15, 20-yard runs, it just snowballs on you. But when you can contain him as a runner and you can blitz him and kind of throw him off the spot like they were in the first half, it just discombobulates everything. Now, once they got in the second half, he made the great throw to the tight end that mossed the little DB. It just kind of snowballed from there. And, and they, well, they scored 24 an- unanswered points in the second half, and they dominated the Texans, as they should have. And in a weird way, that's probably the worst half the Ravens are going to play, you know, over the two AFC games, right? Because people were asking me, like, do you think they're going to be, what do you think about next week? Did they show some signs? I actually think they get extra rest. They're at home, so they don't have to travel. And tomorrow, with the Chiefs and the Bills, like, that's going to be a bloodbath game more than likely. It's going to take a lot out of whoever that they end up having to play. Now, the difference is, is... I don't want to say CJ looked like, like a rookie, but that's a tough environment for a guy making a second career playoff start. You know, 
in freezing cold temperatures against an elite defense. An elite defense. I mean, Mike McDonald more than likely is going to become a head coach in the NFL this offseason. To me, him and D'Amico are the two best young defensive coordinators in the league. And he destroyed him. But next week is a little bit different animal. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, a guy that's won multiple Super Bowls and multiple MVPs, or Josh Allen, a guy that can just outplay any defense. But like the version we saw of the Ravens in the second half, to me, more likely we're going to see in this game next week. Right Now, that doesn't mean they can't be beat, but I would expect them to play better start to finish next Sunday than we saw today. I mean, today they look like a team that had had a week off, had rested the guys week 18, that started slow, that didn't have a great feel for the game, thought Lamar looked a little rushed, and in the second half they looked much more like the team we saw play all season that is literally better than everybody they play. So they can be a bully. Like, one thing you see with the 49ers, like, their version of being the bully is kind of gone. Like, Chase Young is not that good of a player. So their defensive line is not that dominant. They're still really good, but they're nowhere near as good as I think we thought they were going to be. When you watch the Ravens and they're humming, physically, they are the toughest team in the NFL. I I think they've proven that over the course of the season. They may not be the sexiest team because they don't have these crazy pass rushers left and right, but to me, they are the most physical team, top to bottom, especially on defense. And offensively, the way they want to play, like, they will run the ball down your throat. Like, in theory, Kyle will, but then he gets games like tonight, like, oh, I'm going to prove that I can throw. It's like, Kyle, why, why are you trying to prove you can throw? Just run the ball. And when you have a great running game, that can, you know, just demolish the opponent. Basically, like, I'm not a huge UFC guy, but I followed wrestling enough to know once I get you to the ground that I, I can force you to tap out. And that's kind of what the Ravens did in the second half. They forced them to tap out. Ran the ball down their throat with their quarterback and their running backs. And then you can physically impose your will offensively and defensively. So, listen, if I'm a Ravens fan, first half, and listen, I was a Ravens backer, was a head scratcher. But the second half makes you feel good, and I think that's the team that you see moving forward. So, Ravens get a very, very convincing win and have a lot of momentum going in the second half. And obviously, I'm sure you saw the viral videos of Harbaugh and the coaching staff's dancing, but I, that was uh, that, that was big time because they, they needed it. I, it was getting tight. You know, th- those are two teams that had a lot of pressure. What'd I say? The most pressure coming into this week was on Kyle and Brock, and you felt it all game long. Somehow they pulled that game out of their ass and they won it. You know, Harbaugh, they came out of the second half and just kicked ass and take names. And, and last but not least, I, I saw this report before some of the games that Mike McCarthy... Think about this. Jason Garrett multiple times coached on the final year of his contract, which is unheard of in football. In college football, it never happens. If you get to the last year of the contract, you either fire the guy or you extend him because of recruiting. In the NFL, it's not as crazy because so many players on the last year of their contract, but it's relatively uncommon. I would say it's it's pretty uncommon for a coach to you know, play out his contract. If he gets to the final season, you usually get extended. Now, I don't blame Jerry Jones for not extending him, but it also tells you this notion that he's sticking with McCarthy. He's really sticking with McCarthy because he does not want to hire. He doesn't want to go on a coaching search, which is basically like he doesn't want to waste his time with Vrabel and Belichick and then have to get to know one of those guys once he hires them. It's just easier to go with the guy he knows and extend Dak Prescott. Like, that's the easy route. 
And listen, it's not going to be a failure because they will continue to win. I, I would say until we see what Sirianni does, more than likely they'll probably win the division next year. But like we've said, like how do we have any faith that anything different is going to happen? And even Jerry's telling you. It's not like he believes in the guy. It's like, yeah, I'm not extending him. So Jerry has done this now three times to the last two coaches played on their last year of the contract. It's like, listen, I don't totally believe in you. Like, I don't really want to marry you, but I really don't want to go date other people. So let's just ride this out. That's what Jerry's doing. Instead of just like, I really believe in this guy. I think we get over the hump. So Jerry can say whatever he wants. His actions are, and I say this all the time about football and life. I don't give a shit what you say, what you tweet, what you post on Facebook. I judge you on your actions. And Jerry's telling you like, yeah, this is kind of the easy route, but I don't think he's any different than really you guys think. I just don't really want to change. So we have no room to get mad if the same thing happens this year, happens again next year in the first or second round of the playoffs. Because Jerry told you that he kind of expected it to happen. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 